Hello everyone, welcome to the Answers May Vary podcast. My name is Kristen Miller and here with me in the studio are Brad Nisley. Hello everybody. Derek Schmucker. Howdy. And Brandon Miller. Hi everyone. And today we have a special announcement for you. Uh, Derek, do you want to tell us a little bit what's going on? Yeah, so our 10th episode is coming up next month and we thought it would be some it would be cool to do something special for that. Drum roll please. So we decided to do a live show. Ooh, that sounds like fun. So what are the details on that? So what you need to know is that it is happening Friday, January 7th at 7 o'clock in the evening at Cedar Crest Church. Awesome. So people just show up and we will record and they will get to listen in live. Is that right? That's pretty much it. There's probably more that we didn't say yet, but we we still haven't figured all that out either. So, Kristen throws Derek a bone by explaining all the details, and I was like, "Is that right?" <laughs> all Derek I'm has just to recapping because yes. yeah, you know somebody who's like tuned out in their car. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. That should be. Fun. I think yeah, it should be yeah, a lot I'm, of fun. And we might awesome. have we might have hot drinks. Yes. And like it just might be a festive time. You never know. Mm-hmm. Actually, we know it will be a festive time. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, for a number of reasons, but one of the biggest ones for me is just to interact with the people listening to us and get feedback. So, mm-hmm. admittedly, we don't have everything ironed out like segment wise, but I think it'd be really cool to do some kind of like listener interaction thing mm-hmm. at some point. I would, wouldn't be surprised if that would happen. Yeah, but we'll for sure have the kind of the basics of open for debate, and I'm guessing kind of spicy. It's probably the last segment that we haven't quite decided yet, right? Yeah, probably mostly. Yeah. yeah. Question: uh, If if people want to find out more about the event as the time is getting near for it to happen, where should they follow us? Well, they can always follow us on Instagram or send us a direct message on Instagram, right? Is that the best way? I'd say it's probably easiest. Okay. Yeah, Landon says yes. And that is, what's our Instagram handle again? At Answers May Vary Podcast, I think. Okay, awesome. So that's where you can find us if you want to know more about it closer to January 7th. Or you can always go full Pony Express and email us if you want to. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Answers very podcast at gmail That too. Yeah, never going to turn down an email. That's right. Is anyone actually checking that email account? Yes, it goes. <laughs> it, into comes, my, it comes to my. Yeah, it goes oh, to my okay. main I see anything that comes through it. I don't so. check it very often. I'm glad somebody else is tuned. I'm in. not one of those people that has 279 unread emails, so I do actually check my email. <laughs> okay. Well, I do have that many unread emails, and I still check my email. Oh well. Wait, why don't you mark them as read? Because I didn't read them, they're trash. Well, then you move well, them to your junk, or yeah, you just like you just like move them to the trash bin, or you can just like swipe sideways and they are marked as red. Like you oh. don't even have to open the thing. But I would have to literally go into my promotions folder and do all that. Oh, gotcha. It takes too much work. It's just too much folders. So, so you just look at a little two hundred seventy-nine. I don't even go your... to that. Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, dude, thousands. Oh, thousands. just turn it, just turn oh, it off. No. You, can, you can turn the, icon, you can turn the oh, icon no. off. Do that. Maybe that would help. That's like the equivalent of storing like a pile of scam mail on your table for years, like just piling it on top. Like, yeah, I have like a such... special recycle bin just for scam mail. Oh my! <laughs> so uh, back to the live show. I have a question that I should have asked you guys off air, but I'm just going to ask you right now. If someone comes from a far distance for this. Will we give them something special? Oh my! Um, like I'm thinking this is going to be locals, but what if someone from far away shows up? Hmm. 
We could maybe Everyone is special I nominate Brandon to so give them I a hug. Say, what? Oh, <laughs> that'd be special. <laughs> no. Well, Bye. we could probably figure something out. Maybe I mean, you should tell us spo- if you're coming spoiler from the Spoiler alert, but maybe everyone's going to get something. Who knows? So I'd say they can at least have that. Okay. If someone does come from a far distance, I will consider giving them something special. I mean, we could autograph. I think that'd be cool. We could autograph, I don't know, like, yeah. if they want to, like, I don't know what. We'll quickly print off a photocopy version of our logo and all sign the back. That would be special. I don't know. Would it I don't know how special <laughs> that'd be, but if, it'd be some kind you know of special. What? Our autographs are free, so if you bring us something, oh yeah, and they're worth every penny. Oh <laughs> yeah. If one person asks me to autograph anything that night, I will feel very lucky. <laughs> I don't know. I think that... we will just feel very honored. I think that's okay. what will happen. We will thank yeah. them heartily. Okay. We, we may, might we'll give them a shout out things. Yeah. on the next podcast. Yeah, there we go. There Maybe we go. even for sure at if that somebody show. comes like from out of the country, like oh. if, a, if there's a oh, international. I mean, <laughs> we better do something if they're not. <laughs> We'd better. <laughs> okay well any other questions or clarifications on the live event that's coming up i don't think so okay so please uh, please be there and tell your friends i mean we would love yeah, to see yeah you spread the word quite as much as you so care to and um we have have like part of the the hard part of planning an event like this is we have no idea how many people are going to show up we know about how many listeners listen to us regularly but we don't know how many of those will come and we don't know how many of their friends will come so um yeah but definitely spread the word and uh feel free to come if you're at all interested are we ready for the open for debate question for today let's go for it yeah let's roll right into that so it's time for the open for debate segment which is where we discuss the question of the day and derek you're bringing the question today so what do you have yeah so I've been thinking about Christians and politics and everything that goes along with that. So talking about, it's, it's fun to talk about politics and government policy with your friends and family. Sometimes it's uncomfortable and sometimes it's fun and just, there's a whole, there's a whole uh, variety of thoughts about what is good about good or bad about talking about politics. Mm-hmm. So as Christians a lot of us would say we're not involved in politics and a lot of us most of us I think most of us here at this table are not involved in government. We a lot of us probably don't I don't think we most of us vote. And mm-hmm. so the question is, if if we're not involved, how much should we be concerned about politics and what is coming down the pipe from the government as policy, and how much or how much should we stick our head in the sand as it relates to that? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna kind of open it up for you to say anything uh-huh. about that you like. To start with. Uh So it occurs to me that um, probably the majority of our listeners are Anabaptists of some kind, but there may be some who aren't, Mm -hmm. or, and and would need a little explanation on on some of our position. Do you have kind of a summary of that, Brad, that you could give us? Or you Mm -hmm. could just say your position if that's easier. Um, I'm just thinking to kind of recap, 
some of that for whoever's not familiar with it, or maybe if there's someone who is familiar with it but wants um, more information, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. You mind saying a little bit about... Yeah, I can about try that. to give it a shot. Um, <clears throat> so typically, conservative Anabaptists have more or less stayed out of involvement in politics as, like, direct involvement. Uh-huh. Um, largely... Boy, I wish I would know a little better exactly why. Um, my personal view is partly because we're non-resistant. We choose not mm-hmm. to to engage um, in fighting. Um, so we, we see the government, even though it, that is part of its role, um, we see our, our stance as followers of Jesus would be to stay out of that. Mm-hmm. And so we, we mm-hmm. stay out of the, the whole package, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's a lot more nuance, uh-huh. um, and there are, I think... Some levels of being involved in government that people are okay with um, to varying degrees, but but um, wholesale involvement has been generally discouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it. I said I talked about the non-resistance part. I think maybe it goes more to the two kingdom concept, uh-huh. um, yeah. where we view ourselves as a part of a a different kingdom, God's kingdom, um, and. As such, we choose not to get involved in in the mm-hmm. earthly politics. Mm-hmm. But I'd be happy if the rest of you would fill in a little bit more. Yeah, well, I I think the two kingdom concept is pretty key. It's pretty key to my view of these issues, and I think it's it's uh, yeah, it it ties in with a lot of people's perspective of politics, and that is basically there's a two, there's a kingdom of light, or which is Christ's kingdom, and there's a kingdom of darkness, which is um, the kingdom of this world, and uh, Jesus said, "My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, then mm-hmm. then my servants would fight." And uh, I think the the kingdom of the kingdom of the world and the kingdom of Christ aren't always in opposition to each other, but they will always at some point be. And so, uh, to be to, from from my perspective, government can be at times align perfectly with Christ's kingdom, but mm-hmm. at some point it will have a different agenda. And so to be involved with, with that at some point, you're going to have to choose between, um, between kind of Christ politics or the politics of the world, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, I guess. Um, yeah. I like yeah. the way you described mm-hmm. that. And I think what tends to muddy the waters on that sometimes is that in America, the country claims to be founded on biblical principles, which you can argue a million different ways, whether it is or isn't. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it is still a, I guess it's not a kingdom, it's a republic of this world. And so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think as conservative Anabaptists, we would say that being a part of the politics, even if even if the country claims to be, a part of or based on biblical principles would still be being involved in the kingdom of this world, which I guess my question would be how do you how do you keep from getting getting that twisted in your head to where mm-hmm. Like, how do you keep from getting sucked into it, kind of? Yeah, or? and... and uh-huh. 
when when people say that that uh, this okay let me back up how do you how would you argue that that America isn't based on biblical principles hmm hmm how would I argue that it isn't? I would say it isn't on like most fronts at this point, actually based on biblical principles. But are you asking founding or, or yeah? So if, if you say founding principles and we should get back to the founding principles, how would you argue that maybe maybe some of the principles might be, but but it still would be best to to stay out of it. So go ahead, Brad. You okay? So Kristen talked about. Wow, I just blanked out. What, what was I going to say? It's really embarrassing. <laughs> two, two kingdoms? Or yeah, something but, different. Um, you better just talk. No, I just no, totally blanked out when I looked at you. You, you just look like you're about to pounce on something, so I wanted to let you loose. Um, so how I would answer that, Derek, is that any kingdom that doesn't have Christ as its king is not um, not a part of... I mean, is, is, is not based on his kingdom principles. So... If the president mm-hmm. is following Christ, then I would say we are a Christian nation or whatever. But if or, and if that's if that's what we're what we're based on, but I don't think the way I, the way I've been taught and the way I I see it, and I could be wrong on this, uh, is is that the even the founding principles of this nation acknowledged God, but they didn't they weren't um, inherently Christian necessarily, uh, and. I don't. I'm not up on all the details of that, and I feel like maybe that's a little bit of a tangent to what we're talking yeah. about. But that's part, somehow I would answer your your second question there. Go and ahead, it, Brad. it came back to me finally. So, uh, what you said makes sense to me, and what you said earlier about sometimes the kingdoms of this world do line up with with Christian principles. Mm-hmm. I think it's true, and maybe that's what some of what happened at the founding that could be debated. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I would say is that the kingdoms of this world, I think, virtually always operate under or by the principle of coercion. Like, uh-huh. pretty uh-huh. much no matter what they do, they get the people that are under them to do things by coercion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that is, in my mind, contrary to how Christ operated and how he calls us to operate. Right. Yeah. And so that's why one of the reasons I would not choose to be involved in. Gotcha. Can I just throw this out there that, in my opinion, following politics is not actually that good for you. Like, especially these days, politics are so, like, I don't know what, cutthroat and vile that I just, I personally don't, I mean, it's kind of one of those things you can get sucked into in the news cycle, but I don't actually really have that much desire to stay, like, super involved in the latest political gossip. Uh That's just me. So, am I right, Derek? Your question was, if... So we've talked about the two kingdoms single, but if we if you believe what we're saying and you don't think that you should be directly involved in government, should you still follow politics? Is it okay? Is that kind of what you're asking? Yeah, so yeah, try to get back to that. So if how much should we as Christians even follow politics and be I guess more than just politics cuz I think there's there's a whole Man, there's so much you can follow, but even being up on policy as a, say, a business owner, being aware of new tax laws that are coming for you, and as an individual, 
and just being aware of what's happening. How much value does that add, if any? Mm-hmm. Okay, can I jump in here? I th- yeah. I kind of heard you say two different things, and I think to, to me those are important. Okay. I think there's a difference in following politics that won't ever really actually affect our lives or following politics that are about to directly affect our lives. Like more policy, you're saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, if there's, like, a, if you're a business owner and there's a tax law that, like, obviously you're going to have to deal with, then to me that's... That's almost not, I wouldn't really consider that following politics, I guess. To me, that's more just like knowing what the tax laws are because you're about to have to pay mm-hmm. taxes or whatever. It's a little more like checking the weather or something. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Like, to me, if if our view is to not get too like, involved in politics, like actually voting and that sort of thing, then it doesn't make much sense for there to be like a whole lot of reason for us to spend our time following politics. Cause, mm-hmm. I mean, you can argue that. A different way if you want but it's just like if you're not actually trying to enact change in the political system then it's not probably going to make that big a difference of you following it either mm-hmm. um, but if there's actually things that are directly affecting us then like i think it's good to stay in tune with with what's happening on that front mm-hmm. yeah and i think that 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 brings me to a question so so say i'm following if i if i'm a business owner hypothetically which i'm actually not so that's purely hypothetical. But if I'm a business owner and I'm seeing a new tax law and also some more regulation that makes it harder to run the business or makes it more expensive one way or another, and I start complaining about it, mm. how mm. does that how does that look? Should I be complaining about it if I'm not going to vote people in to change it? How? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear some discussion on that. That that's a very good question. I I was really excited when you brought up this question, Derek. Like when we, so we have a a chat that we uh, post stuff on, and and we usually get to see the question ahead of time, so we can uh, think about it a little bit before we get on the air. And I was I'm really excited about this question because I think it's pretty pertinent to our day. And even in the last year or two, there have been more Anabaptist people that have been drugged into politics, I think, or have willingly jumped aboard, and and I think it concerns me. And I think um, some of that can be okay, but I th- especially when it gets to what you were saying about complaining about stuff that you can't do anything about, I think it's dangerous or at least something to, to perk up and take notice, take mm-hmm. note of. I, I view it a little bit like, well, I feel like I have an unpopular opinion, but I'm just going to spill it here. <laughs> so I view it a little bit like I do following sports i don't follow sports um that much hardly at all and part of it is because i'm not that good at sports and it doesn't interest me that much i so i don't fault people who it does interest but how i view that part of my view on that is just that at the end of the day you can't do anything to change it and it doesn't and and it will it will affect you in some ways but it doesn't make you better like something like another hobby could improve your skill set or expand your um your mind in some way or whatever it does in some ways i think but it's limited in that the as as i see it and so to spend a lot of time following sports especially when it's a very fast moving uh fast moving world in which you know the her- heroes of today are forgotten tomorrow to spend a lot of time on that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me it seems very very inefficient, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And that's a little how I view politics. If you're not going to actually get involved and vote people in and all that, um, or be, be voted in yourself, why are you spending lots and lots of time on it? I don't think it's, I think it's okay to, to be interested in it and to check it, you know, be tuned in somewhat, but, but what is that actually adding to your life? I guess Mm -hmm. that's how I view it. So, but that, that's interesting. You brought up the sports thing because that, I thought of that today when I was thinking about it as well. Um, and I am someone that does follow sports, um, sometimes more than others, but, um, so I think, I think it's good for us to think of it kind of in that light. Like if we're, I mean, how, what does this do to enhance my walk with God or to, mm-hmm. to help me build the kingdom? Um, maybe, you know, sports you can say is a hobby and, and, you know, maybe kept in its place, it's fine. And I think politics for some people is actually that, which I don't mm-hmm. get, but I have at least a friend who I think it truly is a hobby like that. And mm-hmm. they, they know a lot, the, the ins and outs of stuff that I have don't care about. Uh-huh. Um, so mm-hmm. whatever that, that can, can probably be okay if it's kept in its proper place. But I, I like the, the way that you're approaching it saying, you know, what, if I'm not going to be heavily involved, what, why should I invest my time in, in knowing mm-hmm. all about all about it? So, well, mm-hmm. and admittedly, I, I feel a little bit wary saying that because neither of those are my interest or my hobby. And so I'm, if it is somebody's interest or hobby, I don't, I don't blame them for being involved, but I think you need to be careful if it's not something that is adding in a, to your life in a noticeable mm-hmm. way. If it's, if it's purely an entertainment or, or gossip or drama kind of thing, um, that is only that that gets dangerous pretty fast in my opinion, uh, because because a lot of I think a lot of politics today just do contain a lot of gossip and drama and mm-hmm. and and whatever. So be careful with that, I guess. What mm-hmm. what you're just consuming. Yep. Can I throw something else out sure. too? Yeah. Go for it. To me, there's. Um... Well, I think there's actually a big problem in America and maybe the American church in particular with Christian, what I'll call Christian nationalism. And I don't even know if I entirely understand all the ins and outs of it. But, like, I think it's a bipartisan issue when Christians get too involved in politics, in my opinion, because I think that starts to become a conflict of interest. If you're actually, Mm kind of like you guys have already alluded to, if you're actually following Christ, um, then it's somewhere along the way that's probably not going to line up with your politics. Um, so that, that concerns me if I see people getting too involved in politics, especially if they start supporting like certain political parties or maybe more specifically certain political candidates. Mm-hmm. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not so much against talking about political issues. Um, like if you want to have a good conversation about the vaccine or abortion or immigration or something like that, that's fine. Like I'm not, I think those are good things that can be discussed in healthy ways, but more if you're like really like pro Republican or really pro Democrat to me, that starts getting pretty dangerous because at some point you're probably going to have to start turning a blind eye to something there that you don't like. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that, I think that goes definitely for both parties. In my opinion, I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to target one side or the other Christians historically tend to go more right, but I don't think that makes it, any um and by right i mean they tend to go more like republican leaning but i'm just on both sides i see times where people say stuff or tendencies in myself where i'm like well 
if you start to get too much of a we mentality instead of a them, mm-hmm. to me that's concerning. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> but found, it's very easy to do. Go ahead. Yeah, I agree with that. You started saying something that I was like, wait a minute, Brandon, what are you saying here? You talked about how, you know, having a discussion about maybe some of these policies or whatever can be fine. And I was thinking, well, in my experience, it, it almost never is because it feels like, but you, you, you went on to say, because we tend to line up with one side or the other. And that's, that's my concern. When we have these discussions about policy, it, it, ne- it, it almost never seems to be what, what is the way that God or, or Christ would approach it. Mm-hmm. Rather, it's, well, this side does this, so we have to do the opposite. Or right. this side is doing it right, or whatever. The other side is doing it right. Um, and so I, that's, I like the way you said it, that getting wrapped up in it, and, and especially when we start to say we, I think we're probably too involved, and yeah, we're, we're looking at it from the wrong perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate the perspectives on, I guess, policy versus party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and, a good way of summarizing, Derek. I like that. And I don't even think it's as much of a... How do I, how do I say this? I don't think it's even as much of a this is wrong thing. I think sometimes it is wrong. But I think it's more of a this is inefficient. Like, why... The, the kingdom of God is much more powerful than any earthly government ever will be. And, and it is often... The, the tricky part is it's often a lot more hidden. And it's... It's not as, it's not as easy to follow. Honestly, mm-hmm. the kingdom of right. God doesn't have a, mm-hmm. a Facebook page, um, and, and so, but but love, and the kingdom of God are more powerful than mm-hmm. any coercion, like you were talking about, Brad. And so, why wouldn't we put our our time and our resources into building that kingdom, and and like you were saying, talking about how would, how would Jesus handle this? How would God have us respond? Um, and I don't rather, rather than spending a lot of time talking about the current powers that be and how they should or should not respond, especially if at the end of the conversation, the powers that be are not going to listen to us or, um, or we're not going to tell them or whatever. If it's, if we're still kind of victims at the end of the day, that seems very wasteful to me when there's, when there's a lot of other, um, good ways to handle it, I think. Can does, I, does that kind of make sense? Yeah, that kind yeah. of disagree yeah. with you a you little may, bit. You may, absolutely. Okay. Like, I'm going to say it can be dangerous pretty fast. Like, I'm not saying it It always is. And, Brad, it's interesting how you kind of compared it to a hobby. Like, I think that can actually be a real thing. But then, like, be very careful, like, who you're listening to mm-hmm. and, like, where mm-hmm. you're getting your info from. Because, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of just, like, vulgar politics these days that I don't like. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just some super disturbing things it, well okay in almost more almost more than i care about um the policies of previous administration or current administration is how i see people responding to them mm-hmm. yeah and yes. that to me that's a very <clears throat> tricky i don't know just just some of the blatant disrespect for um for previous and current administration. I think this is a very right. bipartisan issue of right. how people respond. It's just like, okay, people, like we can be better humans than that. I don't know. Uh-huh. And so mm-hmm. I think it's pretty easy to get sucked along with that crowd, um, kind of along with, you know, sometimes turning a blind eye to um, to things that you wouldn't otherwise. You can kind of quickly, it seems like, get sucked up in the crowd 
and then also with that, then you kind of tend to start losing a bit of your like, okay, this this is I would have said earlier this is clearly wrong, mm-hmm. but since they got all these other good points, maybe this is only somewhat wrong and not completely wrong. I don't know. That's just or yeah. maybe it's wrong, but it's a better wrong than the other side is mm-hmm. doing. <laughs> yeah, the lesser of two evils yeah. is still is still evil. Right. Yeah. Okay, but how, I'm I'm a little confused. How was that? Okay, maybe that wasn't disagreeing with you. Well, I was, yeah, I was trying to figure out where the disagreement came. You were sugarcoating a little bit too much. Uh, to oh, me, okay. it sounded gotcha. like you were saying this is mostly a distraction and time waste issue. And to me, I was saying oh, okay. I think this does gotcha. actually have legitimate mm-hmm. danger to it. But that's okay. Just, yeah. No, yeah. That's, I, I agree gotcha. with you. I agree with yeah. you on that. Yeah, and uh, so I think uh, whether 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 following politics or and all that is just a distraction, or if it's actually a detriment to your mental health or your personal well-being or your church's well-being it's definitely some something that is a secondary or even further down the list item mm-hmm. for us right isn't that how it yeah, should be yeah so. and so what are things that we should topics of conversation that we should be having instead mm. hmm. i think you i think Kristen and Brad were already kind of touching on it just a bit ago. Kristen touched on it, I think. Um, he talked about, you know, it's okay to, to talk about policy, um, but, you know, how how much, what can we change? And I, I agree with that. Like, well, okay, so living in America, we at least have the idea that we can change things. I mm-hmm. mean, in theory, I don't know how much it ma- difference it makes. but So I think that's one thing that we can get caught up in. So we should probably guard against that. Um, but so, but Kristen talked about what do we, what are we called to actually? Like, mm-hmm. um, and I find that that conversation fascinating because we can say, well, we're going to stay away from that. But what does the kingdom of God do? Mm-hmm. If the kingdom mm-hmm. of this world is something we don't want to be involved in, what does the kingdom mm-hmm. of God do? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're asking the question, Derek. Um, I don't know. I can I yeah go ahead. Can I throw out a very practical example? Sure. Um, yeah. I think, well, just this is something that I've been thinking about because it's been pretty up close to, to our lives, but um, the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan is a very, like, politically polarizing issue, right? For sure, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. But something that's not that polarizing an issue for Christians is helping take care of other people. And so when we get an opportunity, like we've recently been presented with in our area, to try to um, settle African refugees and give them a home here... I think those are some ways where real political issues start getting into the realm where we can, as Christians, right. make a difference. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a political difference. We're not trying to, we're not supporting one thing or the other, really. But it's, um, I think those are some, a starting point for conversations is maybe this is the issue, but then like, how can we as Christians shine Christ's light into that? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's, that's a really good example, Brandon. And I might add to that a little bit too, that, also kind of highlights the tension between the two kingdoms because depending on your political views you might not want to welcome refugees into this country mm-hmm. and and i think that's in opposition to what christ would have us do to, to care for people and so that's not all i don't think that's all clean cut all the time mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. but but that it, that kind of is a great example of both something we can do and it also kind of highlights the tension that there could be if you're pretty heavily involved in mm-hmm in politics or in, in siding with, with certain political view. Yeah. I, I think we've talked about this long enough and I'd like to wrap it up 
And I don't, if there's anything, I don't want to shut anybody off. If there's any final comments you want to make, but I really like the, the last bit of discussion about what, what we really should be talking mm-hmm. about as Christ followers. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could kind of sum it up like this. And um, earlier I was thinking about it. I think something that has gotten American Christians off track is the way that the church in the 50s and 60s and 70s sought power politically. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And sometimes it probably got some good things done. Um, but I think that mindset tended to take us down the path to saying we should be involved politically. Um, rather than the church seeking power, I think the, the church should be looking to serve, like yeah. we were talking mm-hmm. about. Amen. Um, and yep. so if, if we can keep that, you know, we do live here, and we are affected by the policies, and maybe we look at the policies and say, well, that was dumb or that was good. Mm-hmm. But bottom line, we are called to serve, not seek power. And if we can keep that in mind, I think that will color how we view the politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very yeah, well thanks said. for bringing the question, Derek. It was, it was interesting to hear what you guys had to share on it, and I think I learned something from it too. Yeah, yep. appreciate everybody helping out. Welcome to the Kind of Spicy segment. This is the segment of the podcast where we share something that is kind of spicy, interesting, or funny, or inspirational. So, Brandon, it's your turn to go first, and then we'll just go around the table like this, and it'll all be good. And the only reason I just made that sound is because they told me I had to. No, don't put the disclaimer in. Because I know they can't see the motions. I'm I'm doing hand motions while I do the sound. It's so much more understandable. Yeah. Disclaimer, no, it's a good sound. It is a good sound. Okay, so I was in a real quandary about what I was going to bring, because I had like three really good options, and I wasn't sure what to do. So I thought about talking about the dog in Florida that's selling its $32 million home. So that would have been a good one, but I decided I'm not going to talk about that. Why are you going to tease us with all the stuff? I also thought I'm going to talk about how NASA is launching a rocket to collide with an asteroid to try to knock it off course. That would have been a really good one, too. Mm -hmm. But instead... Can we take bets? (laughs) I mean, who's what? gonna win, <laughs> rocket or asteroid? <laughs> well, the asteroid well, will win, but maybe it'll accomplish its it purpose. It doesn't. It doesn't have to knock it very far off course for it to for its test to be successful. It's That's just true. a test thing. Okay. But, so, I mean, you can ask me questions about those later if you want, because there's <laughs> a lot to cover there. But I did want to touch on something that was happened in the news recently that really, really piqued my interest. And you guys might have seen this. I don't know because I heard other people discussing it too. But. Um, did you guys hear about the little Canadian news that came out recently? Uh, not that I know of. Like, that they okay. actually got let out okay, of Canada? So no again, idea. Th- okay, so the U.S. is having, like, issues with gas prices, right? So sure. we just release our gas reserve, or our oil reserve, and try to lower prices that way, right? So Canada is having issues with maple syrup harvest. So they just released their 50 million pound reserve of maple syrup. Oh. Which is just insane. They to have me. a stockpile of maple syrup. Yes. Wow. They do. They so how this works is just I don't know astounding I don't know to, to me. Because okay, so Quebec produces about seventy three percent of the world's maple syrup. Holy so they have a pretty high monopoly on um on maple Quick syrup. Question. If you go to TripAdvisor, what else is there to do in Quebec <laughs> besides just watch the ma- ma- maple syrup? Apparently not a lot because it's a lot of their economy. But there is this There's this thing called, let's see here, 
I know I'm going to find it sometime. Well, I'll, I'll come back to that part. Oh, yes, it's the <clears throat> Quebec Maple Syrup Producers um, is the name of the like company organization, or QSMP for short. So they have this warehouse, and they hold all this maple syrup. It's about half of the reserve is 50 million pounds. So it's about 100 million pound reserve of maple syrup. And what this does is they use this to try to regulate prices. Um, so it's a little bit controversial because some of the maple syrup farmers don't like it. But the idea is instead of having it, um, the price of maple syrup fluctuate a lot, producers sell to the reserve, which then distributes it. So it kind of keeps prices somewhat stable. Like you're not mm -hmm. allowed to overproduce too much and sell like too much to the reserve. Like you kind of have a cap on how much you can actually Ooh. sell them. And then they kind of control the market. So it keeps stuff from going too haywire. So like on a down year like this, they can just release some more maple syrup into the market and not have prices jump sky high and then gotcha. plummet later and all those things. Basically so, makes the market huh. less volatile. So Yeah, essentially. Makes sense. But that's not even the main part of my kind of spicy because – the part of my kind of spice that I thought was super interesting is I fell down the rabbit hole that this thing got burglarized oh, no. back oh. in the day. And that it's just a fantastic story, so buckle up. Um, so it happened back in 2012. Anyone want to guess about how much... Anyone want to guess the value of the maple syrup that they stole? Any idea? I don't even know what maple syrup is worth, so... I'm... So, okay, let's see. About I think about a quart of maple syrup is worth... 20 bucks give or take a little maybe a little more no idea that's i think like, that's roughly maybe tw 20 yeah, between yeah, 20 might be and more 30. than that yeah between 20 and 30 bucks for like a quart i think so i wonder what they well, I have took. no no idea how much they took because like i mean are are we talking like, a couple pallets high, are yeah, we talking is this a, 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 a truckload of drums just, i mean grab a few drums I mean, and go just just shoot a number out we'll see what we get from there I'm going to say a million bucks because I have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay, that's a good I'll guess. Say, yeah. I'll say 50000 Okay. What do you got, Chris? Well, I've, I heard you talking about this a little bit earlier, but I forget the dollar amount. So, um, I mean, it's more than a million bucks, I think. It's got to it be like... Okay, so they stole 3,000 tons of oh, maple syrup. Okay, that's quite a bit. And at a figure of about $2,000 per barrel... That comes out to around eighteen point seven million. I is the I, amount of maple syrup they sell. So, how do you even do this? I don't know. Was how my do first you, question. Yeah. Like, how, how do you pull off with that much? That and why? Like, who comes up with that? Well, so they what they did is this was back in two thousand twelve. They managed to take over nine thousand barrels of syrup over a period of time with semis and haul them out of the reserve, haul them to what they call like a sugar shack where they would exchange the maple syrup for water and haul the barrels back. So this was like no. a, this was like okay, a that, that is a major heist. That is yes. genius because like if you, if you come up with some good excuse to haul them to the sugar shack, that's all you need, and then you can just like they don't know what's coming back. Right, into the sugar the shack is where you extract the uh, the maple syrup out of or condense the right, sap yeah. down to maple syrup. Yeah, but okay, but why did they have reason to take it there? Is what I'd like to that's... know. So, okay, so it was a really good idea until the FPAQ takes inventory of this place every year and one of the dudes was climbing up there and almost fell over because they didn't they eventually they started getting lazy and didn't start filling oh. with water so they just put them back empty oh and no. so he, oh. he almost fell off a stack of barrels um, oh. because okay. of this this issue um normally a, a barrel weighs more than 600 pounds well yeah so like, i mean yeah. that's not too surprising they're hauling the stuff yeah all over the place but they also had some issues because another way they started discovering it is that the barrels with water started rusting mm -mm. which 
Oh, I mean, hello. You, if your barrels of maple syrup started rusting, you'd have some serious questions about its edibility after that. Um, but yeah, this is just insane to me. They did end up so. Um, let me see here. They did eventually arrest a couple people involved with it, um, and eventually they got sentenced. Um, I want to see here. I'll find a little bit on the more on the fines and that okay, sort how of many, stuff. Do but, you have any idea how many people were involved with this? Like, is this like a is this like a guy and you know five of his buddies, or is this like a big ring of some? No, sort? so they like hired people to like help them because this has got to be a big operation. You well, can't yeah. just take off of I mean, that many barrels. I figured, but it, I just didn't know if it was like the same truck driver every two weeks was doing this or what. So it's kind of interesting, but one of the dudes, his actually his argument in court was that he had been like coerced into doing this and like held at gunpoint to like do this thievery, but no one bought that story, and so he still got convicted. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't I don't know how many people I'm having trouble finding actually how many people were involved with it. But what they would do is some of it they shipped over to New Brunswick, which is a lot more loose with its syrup uh like distribution. Um and then they some of it they took over across the border to Vermont and stashed it there um in the factory of a candy maker who, you know, claimed he had no idea about what was going on. This is all above board. <laughs> oh with him. sure. Um so several a candy of them maker with extra maple syrup on his hands. I wonder he doesn't know what's going on. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, we're as of when the article that I'm reading here. I'm not exactly sure how long sentences they got, but they got fined very hefty sums. And one of them, was, when they're facing trial, could get up to 14 years wow. potentially for this because hmm. that's a lot of maple syrup. But I just thought that was crazy. That I someone f- even like tried okay. that. C- can I throw a flag here? I don't think this guy should be serving prison time. I think he should just have to like never eat maple syrup ever again in his life. He always well, has to have water okay, on but his they didn't pancakes. Have, he, they didn't ever recover all like, of it, Like, see if water on your pancakes so. tastes the same, bro. Oh, man. That just sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> well, there you go. See, would you rather that or 14 years in prison? I mean, I don't know. That's just crazy. That's all I got on that, but I thought that was pretty well, that ridiculous. Was, that was wow. insane. Wait, the heist. Very large heist. Okay. But why doesn't it, when there's a down year, why doesn't like Canada just eat like fake syrup or sugar like the rest of the world? Well, because it's a well, it's not about people, them. It's about it's, them supplying seventy three percent. It's the market. Oh, of the market. Gotcha. It's just that if they eat fake, fake, uh, fake maple syrup, they would have to turn in their cards, their Canadian membership cards. Oh, that's too bad. So. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be doing that. But talking about. About it just kind of makes me hungry for maple syrup. I've been hungry for maple syrup for a while, but I haven't summoned up the money or the courage to buy any yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, Derek, I think oh, you're it's my next, turn. right? Okay, remember, sorry. Remember the noise, Derek. Yeah, the, the noise. Okay. All right. So, for my kind of spicy, I just have a few random facts. First of all, would anybody like to guess, maybe you already know, what percentage of the air is nitrogen? 73%. Okay. Anybody you else? You said that very authoritatively. Do I don't you know. know. Oh, okay. I don't actually know, Percent but that's nitrogen. I'm pretty okay. close, I think. Uh, really? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Guessing. 22.6. Yeah, go ahead. Get, make your own guess. 43. Okay. 43%. Okay, Kristen, you are very oh. close. It was 78, wasn't it? It is 78. No! That was the Why other number. Why would you even want to study this yeah. sometime? Well, it, I don't know. It came up in science at some point, <laughs> and it was fascinating, so I remembered it somehow. So, but not quite. Apparently, who would have thought that oxygen is the highest percentage in the highest percentage 
like substance in substance in the air. In the air. Oh, me. I think if I would have actually thought through it, I would have known that it wasn't just because it's like when you t- put people on like higher doses of oxygen when they're not doing well, like in the hospital, like there has to be. Like, I think I knew that there was somewhat limited mm-hmm, oxygen mm-hmm, in the air, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known that it was nitrogen that was a lot of the rest of it. Yep. Yeah, that's just crazy to me. But yeah, oxygen only makes up, I think... Ooh, can I guess that? Sure. Oh, you started with... It's got to be like 20% or something. I think I it was I, like 12. I thought it was going 12. I oh. think it's like 20... Yeah, 21%. Okay, 20. Oh, okay. Huh. So, yeah, if you're... Right on the right on around the money there. Well, I heard you start with a T sound, so I knew I, <laughs> I had yeah. to something to kill. Uh, it was two, twelve, or twenty at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know it yeah. ain't two percent. So that's just interesting cool. facts yeah, about your air. Nice. Now, if we could get some more of that nitrogen into our crops, that would be Wait, awesome. So the crops don't actually absorb that? Oh, they do, but they need more. They always need more. Oh, huh. It seems a little nitrogen greedy, if you ask me, but. You need like a nitrogen like sprayer that just like sprays extra nitrogen into them. We do. So oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you need it or you have one. We have that was very all of the above. <laughs> you need a plane that flies around and drops nitrogen needles right into the plant's root system. But, and but we need to get nitrogen. the nitrogen out of the air for cheap. Oh, gotcha. That's what we need to do. So you need like oh. a nitrogen condenser or something weird. You can't have your nitrogen and eat it too. <laughs> Can't have your cake and eat it too. Okay. Also, another random fact that I happen to not know that I looked up is what what percentage of people wear wristwatches. Oh, this oh, should be up. interesting. Okay, smartwatches count. Yeah, yeah I think so. You... Yeah. Okay. Percent- and I don't actually have a definitive is, number on this. Is this is this in the U.S. or worldwide? That's or... a good question. Oh, okay. <laughs> just just we have to guess what your source said, basically. <laughs> Well, I tried to like find multiple gotcha, sources that gotcha, yeah. said different things. So, so you're wanting us to guess? A percentage? I don't know. Yeah, hit me up. Well, which are we going with, U.S. or? I mean, world? does it make a big difference? Yeah, U.S. See, I don't higher. think it makes I mean, a well, huge. I don't seem like it. But also, <sighs> but think about it. some other countries might actually more rely on a watch for time. Right. I don't know. Yeah, true. U.S. Ha- would have more phones probably in some places. Oh, I wouldn't not necessarily because a lot of third yeah, world no, countries. Skipped computers and went straight to phones. That's true. It's fair. That's kind of smart of them. Uh, Maybe smart phones. Smart phones. <laughs> okay, hold up. So <laughs> it's got to be less than. Well, you guys go ahead. Say yours. Right. No. <laughs> I was gonna calculate out loud. I feel like that's a bad idea. Well, you can calculate. In okay, your head. I'm feeling like it's definitely less than fifty percent. So we're gonna go. I'm gonna go. Sorry. Hit go it. Thirty-three point three four. No, it's lower than that. It's gotta be like twenty-two percent. I'm going twenty percent, and you okay. know why I came to that. What's that? Because currently, 20% of the people in this room are wearing wristwatches. False. Okay, hold up. Uh, so Don't. I actually have 40%. What? Wait. Huh? Derek has one, and I have one. How is that 20% of us? That is... 40%. 40%. I'm going 40%. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> right. So my, it's, either, it's either 33.34, <laughs> or it's 8.69. 8.69. Where are you coming with these numbers? Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, over. yeah. So actually, Brandon was... Really close to start with, and Brad is closer yet. So, oh, thanks Whoa. for helping me out. So it's, wow, it's higher than I. So, I so, so I, I'm gonna say to guess it's it's I'll give you a little reality check every once in a while. It's somewhere between thirty and fifty percent, depending what demographic you. Huh. Interesting. That is you, higher than uh, I would have expected pull. it to be. Yeah, I was surprised by the wow, the, the, by the highness of that number. Okay, but there are a num a decent number of 
jobs that require a watch. Like if you think of the healthcare professions, mm. a lot of those would like a lot of nurses for instance would would wear watches just to like take vitals and just random things like that. I don't know what about mm-hmm. other jobs for sure, but I would imagine there's a number of jobs that would rely on time besides just like a digital clock on your phone or something. Would need it more accessible. But. Hmm. And smartwatches are kind of on the rise too, or I don't know if they're on the rise, but they're yeah. If, if you're including those, they're yep. that would up yeah, the numbers yeah, quite a bit. The numbers a lot for sure, for sure. Anyway, I think that's all I got. Okay, wow. nice, that good facts, nice facts. I like it. Yeah. All right, so for my kind of spicy, I'm going to talk about bees, mm. um, which don't really fascinate me, but this part about them did. Um, so in 1929, there was a study done. Um, or I guess it was then, sometime around then. At least this was when the paper was written about it. So the experiment um, that the scientists did was, was pretty simple. Um, basically, they left sugar water outside of a beehive every day at the same time, at 4 p.m. And pretty quickly after they started doing this, the bees started to leave the hive at 4 p.m., um, even when there wasn't sugar water out there. Hmm. So... The conclusion was at that point that bees could could measure and perceive time, uh-huh. but then people said, "Well, maybe that was that that wasn't the whole picture. Um, maybe that the bees were going by other things, and some of these were like measuring the sun angulation, which I don't know how they would do that, but they hmm. thought maybe that was it. So they they decided to do it without um, without light, total darkness, and so and the bees still left." the hive at the same time, like just huh. consistently. Oh, wow. So then they thought, well, maybe they're just following the heat of the sun because um, they were still doing it at 4 p.m. And so they did it again, this time underground um, in a salt mine, mine. And so no sunlight or heat. And the bees still left the hive at hmm. 4 p.m. Unbelievable. Hang on. Can I guess what the conclusion was? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> that they were all wearing wristwatches. <laughs> I love it. I didn't know it. <laughs> that's probably they didn't get to that, but that's probably well, at least forty percent of them. <laughs> uh, okay, um, but so then, then the let's see what was the okay. So that should have pretty much sealed the deal. But there were still people that were saying, you know, maybe there's something else. Um, I think that this last thing was maybe they were measuring the Earth's rotation, which that seems kind of far-fetched, but, you know, whatever. Um, The scientists are, like, very skeptical. I don't believe it. Interestingly enough, the article that I'm I'm actually um, going off of now was talking some about the scientific method and critical thinking. So basically, it's actually probably a good thing that they are trying to check Uh everything out, um, all the different angles and all that. So So then they took the experiment to Mars, or what? Well, they took it somewhere. Um, They did it. They um, conducted it in Paris... And then they traveled with the hive to New York City, or New York, and did it there. Uh-huh. And the bees left the hive at 10 a.m., which was exactly the time it would have been in Paris, six hours. Dude, that's sweet. Okay. And so bees were telling time, basically, is what it this amounts to. This is so to. weird. Wow. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Like, it, it really fascinates me that, yeah, that you take them to a different location, and they're still coming out at the same time. Hmm. Because bees don't do jet lag. They just kind of well, I guess, stay yeah. on the same time or what. <laughs> yep. Wow. That is interesting. That is interesting. Wow. 
So was so, there more to the study, or was that kind um, of the that's end of pretty much? They yeah, were all satisfied at that point. Well, right? I guess I don't know that the people were questioning huh. questioning the conclusions anymore at that point. But wow, it does fascinate me though that yeah, that bees can tell time. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I suspect there are other animals that, or other other creatures in the animal kingdom that can. I don't know, mm-hmm. but um, it seemed fairly clear after they did went through all these steps that the bees actually were didn't know what time it was. So. That is really cool. That is sweet. I do like the wristwatch theory, though. That's great. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. That's all I've got. Okay. Well, I think it's my turn then. Um, so, mine, mine will probably be pretty short here. Did you know that the song <clears throat> Jingle Bells was originally a Thanksgiving song? It's not no. a Christmas Excuse song. Excuse me? Yeah, so this, this guy um, wrote it for his i think it was his church thanksgiving choir or service concert something of that nature in like the mid 1800s and uh i think it was sometime in about 1857 or so uh he renamed the song or somebody renamed the song and it and it it was originally it was originally known by another name but now it's known as jingle bells and, and it was renamed in 1857 and I, I don't know if that's when it became a christmas song or if it kind of morphed over time, I don't know how it became a more of a Christmas song. But I was like, kind of run- <laughs> mentally running through the lyrics. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so I've been doing that the whole time <laughs> since we started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are there any references to Christmas right. in this thing? And I didn't get very far, but there weren't any in like the first verse and a half. So it uh, is just pretty much mm-hmm. a, it's like it's about a snow. Winter it's a winter song. song. Like, yeah. If you live in a place that has snow around Thanksgiving, then I guess it can work. I guess you're good. Yeah. So. That yeah, you were about well, to say something. What's the point of the song? Is what I was going to ask. Um, that you're laughing all the way. I don't know. Okay. What is the point? Oh, what fun it is to write a one horse It's a, a feel good song. Is it that is what we're saying? Song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It gives you something to be thankful for. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. Oh. <clears throat> uh, so then I, I was uh, so I stumbled upon this other f- fact about that song, and that is that. Uh, on December 16th in 1965, there were two astronauts in space <clears throat> on the Gemini 6 mission, and I assume they were orbiting the Earth, and they uh, called down to Mission Control and said that they noticed a, an unidentified flying object that was, that was on the, the Earth's polar orbit, like from north to south, and that it was just about to enter the atmosphere, and... Just as things got a little tense in in Mission Control, there um, they started singing Jingle Bells or playing Jingle Bells on a harmonica, and the one guy had some sleigh bells in his hand that he was um, using to accompany the harmonica. So, <laughs> and that was actually basically they played a massive prank on <laughs> on NASA and um, were making fun about Santa Claus entering the Earth earth's atmosphere um and that was actually the first song that was played in outer space so oh interesting did you know sorry yeah go ahead did you know they just recently grew the first chili pepper in space Hmm. and they made tacos with it in the international space station (laughs) Ooh, was it on a tuesday i think i don't know could they taste it though huh doesn't your taste kind of deteriorate in space really i'm not sure i kind of think this that's me maybe that's why they wanted I just know they grew a pepper. pepper. <laughs> so they they taste something. something hotter. <laughs> I just know they grew a pepper. Maybe it wasn't even a chili pepper. I thought it was a chili pepper. It was some kind mm. of hot pepper, I think. Nice. That was the end of my kind of spicy. Okay. So, anyway. I just have one question yeah, for all the listeners out there. What are bobtails? You don't, guys don't have to answer. It's just 
Like bells on bobtail yeah. ring. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, that's an obscure lyric. <laughs> that is weird. I mean, I, I know really what, I know what a bobtail right truck is. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. is it? A truck, a, a semi tractor with no trailer behind it. That's a bobtail. Oh. Also, huh. can we just talk about the fact I that. that I sprinkled three nice little bee-related puns throughout Brad's segment, and none of you guys even once <laughs> caught on. <laughs> so that's sorry. because they're so easy. <laughs> they are easy, but. There was a couple. There was a couple. Good you want to yeah. recap? Yeah. Well, I said that Hive don't believe it at one point. Sorry, it didn't register. What, what were some of the other ones? Well, I said sweet a couple times, which isn't that much of a. I mean, we could have been saying that about well, your I story. Said all I said it was unbelievable. Yeah, so you gotcha. just used normal words and expected us to get a pun. Well, at some point, yes, but no one did, so it's fine. <laughs> so uh, disappointing. Sorry, I should have sorry picked to up let on you know. Yeah, I love puns. Yep, agree. Okay, well, any. Last comments on the kind of spicy segment. No. Nope. All right. Thanks good. for pitching in. This has been kind of spicy. Merry Christmas. Oh my. Okay. So welcome to the top five segment. Except it's not top five. It is the bottom five. Grinch edition. Grin- yeah, okay, sure. Grinch edition, which is... Uh, Brandon, let's see, you're bringing it, so you should just introduce it however you want to. Okay, first of all, I apologize for everyone whose ears are bleeding after that, but other than that... <laughs> uh, so, here's my problem, it, and it, it really is a good problem, but I really, really like Christmas music. So, it would be extremely difficult for me to actually narrow down Christmas music to my top five songs, because most Christmas music I like, actually, but there are some Christmas songs that I just can't go with and so that creates my list of bottom five christmas songs out there Uh, and these are for sure correct they're all in the right order guaranteed actually probably not and i'm you might even change my mind so feel free to argue with me on these but um i it is a little tricky because i found out that most carols are a little hard to hit on too much because at the end of the day they're still like cool songs with cool lyrics and so i put two of those i tried to so these might not be quite actually my like worst list but i kind of tried to mix it together a little bit as far as like carols and more just general mainstream songs and so Uh um, that's what we're going with today so are you guys ready for number one yep i'm ready so So this is like so this is number five yes this is okay this is the fifth worst christmas song okay you might hear this, this holiday season okay so i'm gonna play a little a little snippet for you Ugh, that's on the list. Being an awful good girl, Santa baby, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Okay, we're gonna yeah. stop there. Oh, leading years. Years. <laughs> so it is called Santa Baby. It is the fifth okay. worst one out there. It might even be the worst one. Honestly, I should have probably put this one higher. But what do we got? I'm not Anyone from, want to say they I'm like honestly the song? not familiar with the song. So I'm not I'm even going to argue. I'm it's the sheltered one on this podcast. <laughs> it's basically so. a sleazy sounding lady singing a very creepy song about Santa. That's all yeah. you need to know. I mean, it sounded that way. Yep. So, like, what what kinds of what kind of thing does she go into? Just kind of what she wants for Christmas, or uh, yeah, just I just everything really don't even... that she thinks should be bought for her. Basically, oh. I don't know. and more and more. The most of the lyrics, I just know I don't like the song. Oh, okay. I just mostly hear the voice, and I hate the voice. Uh huh. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay, so that that was number five. Seems not much. Like, not much discrepancy. Well, I don't there. have. I mean, I don't have much to go on. But sure, I, I'm with you for now. That's. It seems okay. bad. Okay. Here we got the next one. I mean, the instrumentation is nice. Sounds it's nice fine. so far. Well, wait a minute. Okay. So you're hitting on this one? Yes. That okay, is a you got bad it. Christmas song. Why? A little town of Bethlehem is just weird. It's weird. What, what Land and backs up about it. it. It's I mean, you minor, didn't have to pick a recording from like the 1960s with like a bunch of kids singing. It just, <laughs> just the, it just doesn't sound good. Um, I mean, it's not my favorite hmm, song. It, it's right. just not my worst. But fuck I, it. Think about other like Christmas Carol songs. You like this is one of my Christmas Carol ones. You think of any worse than that <clears throat> besides the one that I'm gonna have higher on the list? <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, it, at least if I thought at least it's a little more hey, at least it's a little more historically accurate than the other calm Christmas song like Silent Night. Yeah, that's, that's like, fair, but Silent Night's a classic, so you really can't hate too much on that one. Well, well but you can, actually, if you want well, to. Well, okay, so to to both of your points, like, the lyrics, I think, save O Little Town, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, like, do, like what you were saying, Kristen. Yeah, and... Like, it's... Because it's talking about, like... Like every other Christmas song, it's talking about Jesus coming. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember the more, more specifics. Well, it talks yeah. about, above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars and, go by... But maybe, then there's a bright light shining. Like, it's kind of... It's, it's like a... Maybe it's still too romanticized, well, if we're being honest. Yeah, but it's still... It's a little I bit... I think the, of the lyrics right now. Um, what is the word? Not a metaphor, but... What? It's like when two things... Sorry. Like an oxymoron or whatever. Okay, what what yeah. is that word that I'm trying to think of? When two things are... Like, kind of coexist, but they're... Oxymoron, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. So I have a question for you, Brandon, yeah, on that last one. Is, is that not working? <laughs> just like mine. <laughs> um, so you're basically hating on the the music. The yeah, that one. I don't really have an issue with the lyrics. I just don't like the music. You it's don't like the tune, weird, like minor. The tune, yeah. yeah, it's kind so of it's a not, weird. Almost it's not that minor, specific recording you're playing. It's just like well, in that, general the that tune. Minor, see, I honestly, I think most of these like care ones, the reason I don't like them is from hearing them sung like that at like oh just, yeah you know, school programs or some yeah. kind of like mm. just the kind of a whiny kid right. voice to them. No uh-huh. offense to any kids out there singing's great, but like for some reason these particular songs just kind of stuck in my head. It's like mm-hmm. it's just a little cringe. I don't know. Yeah. It's one I could do without, but that's just me. It's probably on my mm. bottom five carols. If if that helps. Well, okay, you. Yeah, mm. yeah. There we go. That's, yeah, that's kind of what I mean. I, can, I mean, I didn't think it was that bad, but whatever. <laughs> I don't okay, know. okay. I what's, what's number three? What's okay, number three? number th- number three. Here we go. Okay, so I might have to figure out. Sorry, we're gonna take a little um, technical break here to get this situated. <laughs> okay, are you guys ready? Here is number three. This, uh, it's, this it's, version it's, actually is kind of cool. No, it's what? not. It's so weird. Excuse me? <laughs> that does not seem... Mama Kiss and Santa Claus, that kid's voice will give I you nightmares. I like, have rarely heard oh, that song, no, but it seems like it should be on this list. Yes, it's on the list. No question. It's I've never so heard it before. Bad. I have you a question. Have, okay, what's the point, what's the point of the song? Well, that's... 
Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm kind of vibing with this kid. I mean, not really, not in not in spirit, but in in voice. Yeah, it's, oh, just, it's creepy. It's that's creepy. The There's problems. Weird. There's so many. Yeah, the problems. lyrics are very weird. That's creepy. Where's so, Mrs. Claus in this whole situation? We don't know. There's lots of issues here. So the only thing that could maybe redeem it is if. If Santa, if her husband was just dressed up as Santa, I mean well, that—that's probably that's, what I think. That's the, the implication, the is, yeah. but it's never really made clear. It's not so. made clear, and that's the problem. Yeah, mm. and so what's the poor kid thinking? Yeah, this like what's kid. going on here? It's it's mm. very. Creepy. He sounds distressed. <laughs> Frankly, it's problematic, <laughs> and mostly, he probably has a good voice for a kid, but eesh, it just doesn't. It just hits different for sure. Huh? Yeah, I I'm gonna say that's a, that was a good pick for this list. Yeah. I really think so, this should have been like 10 songs deep. There's just too many bad ones out there. Yeah, I, we should. Well, yeah. we can do well. I, I think I we should just do some mentions. bonus and we can do some bonus ones. Okay, cool. so we are ready for number two. Are you guys ready for number two? Yep. yep. This is. Yep. Ooh, wow. Wait for it. Why do bells work their way into every single Christmas song? I don't know ever. when they start singing disclaimers, so. Brandon, okay. Don't do this. This is us. like. Yes, this is him stop. hating on Smarties. <sighs> yeah. Kind of true, just, guys. Kind of true. You can't do that. Have you ever heard of Way in a Manger where everyone actually starts on the same pitch when they start singing? <laughs> That's part of the beauty of it. Yeah, it's just. Ooh. <laughs> Why'd you have to pick the worst recording in Yeah, history? exactly. I'm not exactly. going to pick the best recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, I also have problems with the lyrics on this one. It's not just the music. Everything is just so... The poor baby wakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. This is a human baby, yeah. folks. You're yeah, trying I've to make everything... Yeah, i a problem with that, too. Well, Crystal, 100%. That's not how this works. I mean, some baby's got to be angelic. There's got to be some newborn out there that doesn't cry every time it wakes up. It just doesn't make it... It just doesn't make it's it. It's probably realistic. baby Jesus, yeah. come to think of it. <laughs> I don't know. But isn't there a cool story behind writing the song, though? Better be. Probably. Wait, what was the story? It's the only way I to get it off the list. I don't want to get canceled for misspeaking. <laughs> no, go for it. We're not I don't, cancel you. I don't know. There's like... Maybe it wasn't this song. There, Silent but, Night has a cool story. Is that yeah. what you're thinking of? Could be. That was, that was where there was like a... Like a poor couple had a baby sometime around Christmas, and then that guy wrote a Mary poem. and Joseph. Yeah, except no, it wasn't Mary and Joseph. Actually, no. I think I think this song. I think that song. Basically, there was supposed to be a Christmas program by the kids, and then the the pipe organ broke down. Yeah, and no, so that, they wrote that Silent Night. Oh, okay. Yeah, that Silent Night. Yeah, because the, yeah, I think so. Because the mice chewed through the, like the mice messed up the organ is okay that's what one, it was okay according to one rendition of the story i don't know if that's actually factually <laughs> accurate or not yeah but. so i don't know so that, we, that's why i didn't want to say it because i knew no, i was well, wrong no, you're good you're good so we're all disagreeing with brandon on that one uh, wait yeah who likes that song i mean my Present? kids do hang on, hang on i liked it as a okay. kid what what don't you like about the lyrics again 
Okay, first of all, it's making everything just sound all crystal clear and it's rosy. It's probably Yeah, it's romanticized. Well, that's yeah. probably yeah. the whole point. And I have a problem with and that. And the beauty uh-huh. of like the manger scene is like how like chaotic and stressful it was, but still everything like came together to work out the way it was supposed to. Like it just seems really I don't know, it's just really cheesy and just okay, way I can, I can see westernized. Yeah, I, I mean it is a little over the top yeah. romanticized. I can Plus, see it. Plus the tune. Okay, there uh, are there are just because you're singing it poorly. <laughs> there, there are a lot. There are other tunes of Away to Manger that are actually better. Yeah. Uh, like there's. <laughs> I can play you. A, I can play you a better version at some point. But anyway. Okay. Oh wow. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm just I trying just to sell it at this point. I, I just, just. You're just right now. You're no, just joking. Cool. If I'm being honest, to me. If I'm being honest, I don't actually hate the song that much. But <laughs> it was just like I one had of the, to find some Christmas carols. You had okay. to find okay. some. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll, I'll make sense. I'll back it because you couldn't just do all this song. I do not like. You can do all pop songs. This is number one. This is the worst song. Okay. This song is worst Christmas song of all time. Uh, maybe not of all time, but of the time when I prepared this. Okay. In the past two weeks, this is the worst Christmas song. Got you. Okay. Yep. Yep. Let's do it. Derek, you could not do that. <laughs> Derek is dancing in the studio. <laughs> I love this song. Oh. You can say there's no such thing as Santa. But as for me and Grandpa, we believe. She'd been drinking too much eggnog. Yeah, it's just an awful song. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I, I partly put this on for Derek's displeasure because I knew I happen to know that Derek okay, likes Derek, this song. And Derek, I hate what's the good part? Song, what's so. the good about this song? I don't know. It's so funny. <laughs> it's just so cringe. What's cringy oh, yeah, about but, it? What's cringy about it, sir? Just the whole premises of Grandma getting run over. But okay, if I'm being honest, most of it is the dude's voice. It's like <laughs> you, you like pick all the yeah, bad yeah. recordings yeah. and then no, claim the song is like a great recording. That's the popular recording. Oh, it is. Okay. Yes, and not to mention, first of all, his voice is awful, and the uh-huh. whole song is essentially a dad joke. Like that's literally what the song is. Yeah. It's just, huh. I mean, I mean, yeah. is it, but but was it written as that? I mean, so basically, as a dad joke. Okay, yeah. The story of the song is that grandma See, I don't is even... like run over by Santa and his sleigh mm-hmm. because and she was drunk. Because she was drunk. Well, yeah, she'd well, been drinking too much fair. eggnog and we begged her not to go, but she forgot her medication and she staggered out the door into the snow. This is dark. That sounds less than desirable. It's very dark. It's very, <laughs> very dark. Okay. When we found her Christmas morning at the scene of the attack, she had hoof prints on her forehead and incriminating claw marks on her back. What? Excuse me? Wait, claws? <laughs> I also didn't know Ranger oh, had claws. I got it. Oh my goodness, I just got the joke. Okay, see, that's, that is kind of genius, though. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's great. To be honest, I still don't get the joke. It's a pretty good joke. Oh, claw marks. Like okay, Santa Claus? Okay. Okay. Well, they didn't spell it like that. Oh, they didn't? The oh. No. Okay. Claws marks. Yeah. Oh. Huh, I, uh, <laughs> I think See, it's a clever song. I'm not is, sure it's great, but it's clever. It's not a good song. Yeah, but I think it's meant as a joke, and so it's like it's not. It's just a different category. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Other people can enjoy that song, but I I won't enjoy that <laughs> okay. song. So, um, what what songs do you guys have that should be on here, or any yeah discrepancies? What are some honorable hmm. mentions out there? I have two, but I will hear yours first. Go go ahead, Brad. You okay? Well, you which one? I, like. Um, <laughs> which Santa Claus is coming to town? No. Yes. Cringe. No. Yes. No. Definitely should you be like on that? the bottom. Well, of this. I Wait. Sh- probably technically shouldn't, but it's not a bad song as far as tune. Like it really is pretty. Uh, not bad. Uh. Yeah. 
Eh, it's pretty second rate. Based on what? <laughs> I think you've heard the wrong version of it again. Okay, I, what's what's the wrong version? What's the right version? Like, are there different tunes or what? No, it just probably depends well, there on are who actually, you're... yes, but oh. it probably just depends on different who versions. you hear sing it, I guess. I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah, well, whatever. That's just me. Okay, like ne- yeah, next one. Oh, got... I mean, I've got a lot. Oh, yeah, go, keep go going. What do we got? Honestly, I haven't given. I didn't. No, I did not give this much yeah, thought, so I'm, I don't have I'm, anything right now. <laughs> I might think wait of some. On me. I think you should keep going. I might think of some later. But um, baby, it's cold outside. Has yes. got to be on. Oh, yes. yeah, it's crazy. That one, besides okay. not being a great song, like that's creepy. It's beyond creepy. Like yeah. it's bad. It's, like you got really a problem. Bad. Yeah, that's, yeah. Bad. that's true. <laughs> it's like yeah. I just said it came up family friendly on my list, but that song is not family friendly. Um, like. Wonderful Christmas time. I mean, is that no, guys? Okay, we got we got to play a clip because Wonderful Christmas time <laughs> is fantastic. Um, like, I don't know it, if I put it on the top five, but it's not that great to listen uh-huh. to. Oh, it's it's, it's, just it's so good. more of those. It's one of those feel good songs. Wait not for sure. it. <clears throat> Spirits up, we're here tonight, and that's enough. I don't. What's wrong with uh, that? That's that's a nice Christmas yeah, song. If you're gonna talk about people's voices, he doesn't have that amazing a voice. Well, and even just kind of slurring the song itself is like, I mean, you gotta knock away in a manger for the tune, and th- this one's good. I don't know. I, I like it, but yeah. What <laughs> yeah, else we what, got? What else do you have, Brad? Um, Hold so on. Can, you... can I insert one of mine? Go for it. Uh, how do you guys feel about Oh Beautiful Star of Bethlehem? It's a little too just abrasive. <laughs> it's too long is my main well, problem too. with it. Yeah. yeah. And you can't remember where the wise men are going into or unto. <laughs> yes. It's just, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. oh, I did find a beautiful recording of that one. Did you? Yeah. Oh, my. Was it a beautiful star? This is relaxing. <gasps> yes. Is it Kitty Wells? No, How long is this track? She's going to be done in like two years <laughs> at this rate. It's a super long song, isn't it? If I'm going to listen to it, this would be the way to do it. So I can oh. really make fun of it. Yeah, it's just... Whew. Two people sitting in a sleigh. Ooh. Yeah, it's just not great. It's only a three-minute huh. song, but wow. Three minutes wasted. That's all? Wow, man. I'm surprised. They probably trimmed the verses on the song. I wonder if they didn't. Must have. Man. Maybe yeah. it only has one verse in that version. <laughs> probably. The, yeah, with the verse and the chorus, it just so, drags on. So, yeah. Sleigh Ride. Yeah, they definitely trimmed Sleigh it. Ride could be on this list. No. I yes. can't even think no. how it goes. It's the, Sleigh Ride is fantastic. Uh, how does it start? I can, I have part of the tune in my head, but I can't remember the... Am I thinking of... Oh, yeah. I usually always hear this one in purely instrumental. Oh. See... Yeah, I usually hear it instrumental. Okay. Do you want to hear? Don't, don't do you, you want to hear why? It's nostalgic. How many of you have ever been on a sleigh ride? Okay, hold up. See? Let me check. Nobody. I might have, maybe. <laughs> it's so, so why cool, are we singing about something we never do? Okay, that, that that's a really lame argument. I'll do that. Well, there's that. a lot of people that sing about It's just, it's just one of those kind of feel good, like Christmas love songs. That is like, I don't know. It's just it's not the worst, but. It's about Christmas. But if we're going to talk about lyrics and 
And like stuff that's just kind of over dramatized, mm-hmm. over romanticized, that's definitely on that yeah. list. Yeah. I, if I would have grown up listening to it with the words, I think I might throw it out. Yeah. But and since tune, I just. No, the tune is cool. I actually enjoyed just the, yeah. the music. Yeah. The, the so. other night I was at a. I was at a Christmas concert that they did that song with the orchestra, and it was amazing. Uh-huh. It was fantastic. Yeah, because it was all yeah, it was all sweet. instrumental, and the be- <laughs> the best part is the whip crack, like right in That's the sweet. middle of you know whatever I f- I forget, like at the end of the phrase or whatever. And there's this guy in the back with this these two pieces of wood that he would just hold up there and just bam slap yeah. those things together. <laughs> it was a good time. Sweet, nice. Oh yeah, what else you got, Brad? So how do you guys feel about Feliz Navidad? Oh, I like Ooh. it. It gets pretty it's old not, pretty it's fast. It's really old really fast. But yeah. I do like to sing it. But one verse of it is good. See, but that's the problem. <laughs> like, when you hear it over and over can because we get, can yeah, we the guy you work with... Ooh. Not currently. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, are, are we ready for a sample size real quick? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta you got get the intro, though. The intro is festive, isn't it? Yeah. I kind of agree that in the right sample size, it's a yeah. lot yeah. fun, but I, it could get old if you listen to it. it too oh, much. yeah. It's yeah. one of those things, yeah, you just want it as an appetizer, not like a whole yeah. main course. <laughs> Definitely. Yep. So, listen, did you, yeah. Brad, did you think it should be in the bottom five? Or no, not bottom no, five. There's just way too many just worse ones, mention. but it's yeah. just one of those that, yeah, you hear it, and it goes through your head. Honestly, Santa Claus Got Stuck in My Chimney could be on the bottom five yeah, list. Yeah, that's not great. There's one here that I actually moved to number four, and then I decided I was going to move it back out of the top, out of the bottom five, but it's... Pretty bad, and it's coming right up. <laughs> so, how did you go about getting your bottom five? No, Brandon, st- oh, this is a good song. This is not a good song. Yes, it is, too. This version is good. Barbershop music, folks. If you don't appreciate barbershop, you won't like it. It just and I appreciate barbershop in the right context, but not for this song. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You, you need this thing can be Brad, really nice. Brad, you need to go I home and the... listen to the whole song by this group, the Gas House Game. No, which sounds sketchy, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're one that they were like back in the '90s. They were like okay. one of the top barbershop quartets. Anyway. But you need to listen to the whole song, okay. and you might appreciate it. Okay. This game has been gassing our house with this music for <laughs> way too long. <laughs> it's like force-fed down our throats every Christmas. No, it is, whatever. That's it a, is not that, that bad. That's a tough pill to swallow. It is, it is a good song. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the fun part about it... I mean, okay. The fun part about it is that I do like barbershop music, so it's, mm-hmm. it's fun that way. Yeah. But at the end, this one guy does this, like amazing breath control stunt and like holds a note for way longer than you think he should be able to and so nice oh. listen for that nice so also there's a story behind that song what's the story it was written during the cuban missile crisis and so the pray for peace everywhere actually means something when you know it in that context yeah. but huh oh. it also means more if you've heard the joke about the toilets <laughs> yeah <laughs> what Derek knows exactly what I know about. what I'm ta- I know what you're talking about that's why that's why are I you gonna share the joke uh, well we can save it for afterwards <laughs> nah, not on the air oh, <laughs> it's fine okay. <laughs> okay it's not that rated 
<laughs> but no, I don't we're think, not, think no, not going to say that. No. I don't think you but should no. be referencing things you're not willing to share with our listeners, but whatever. Uh, it is a little weird that, I like, I think it's Tim Hawkins or some comedian makes fun of the, that song for, like, it says that um, a child is shivering in the cold, let us bring him silver and gold. That's a little strange. I mean, yeah, how's weird. that going to help? <laughs> also, if you need a good... Christmas recommendation, Light of the World by Lauren Daigle is a really fantastic song I've been listening to right now. Hmm. But I see I like a lot of Christmas songs. Like yeah. there are a lot of Christmas songs that I really like. And so you ask how I came up with the list or somebody did. I mostly just started thinking of like, okay, what are some songs? So like at work we play Christmas music like all December. And so it's not that hard to pick out some songs that just really go cringe as soon as you um as soon as you hear them after a little bit. And so that's kind of what I did. Um as far as coming up with the list. And then from there, I just kind of leveled it out with a couple more that I decided I didn't really like. Um, one more you really should hear is, um, are you guys familiar with Silent Night by um, Aretha Franklin? No. It's, Not that I know also, of. Silent Night is the most recorded Christmas song ever. There's well, like over whoa. 700 versions. This will be a real treat for you. I found that when I was digging up other facts. Aretha Franklin. Wait for it. We just gotta we gotta vibe with this a little bit. Is she a cousin to Florence Foster Jenkins or what? Oh no. Hypothetically, a really nice voice, but who? Wow. Hypothetically, that's, that's. I mean, that's really good, but it's also really funny at the same time. <laughs> Dude, that that almost reminds me of the worst Oh Holy Night, which yeah. surfaces every year. Oh, yes. yes. But we don't need to play so that. So I like. I didn't put Silent Night on there because I actually do like the song Silent Night, mm-hmm. but that particular version. Yeah. Every now and then it comes on at work, okay. and you just sit there and all you want to talk about over. <laughs> you want to talk about over romanticizing things? Silent Night certainly does that. Yeah. It's not yeah. historically accurate, is yeah. it? Yeah, it's fair. It's a little it's a little cheesy. It's a, it's like calm and peaceful, but it's not actually representing what happened, I don't think. So Yeah, that's true. Anyway. So anyway, I wanna have any favorites or negatives to or ones I you have, like Are we to. gonna do a top well, like top five Christmas songs? Like as a Patreon bonus? I guess we didn't discuss it much. Hey Lana, do we still got a Patreon in the chamber we could launch out there? <laughs> didn't we only release one of the two we did? I don't I think, know. I think we did. There will be something on Patreon this, yeah, we'll this month. We're not sure what it is, but <laughs> yeah. we'll let you know. Please go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, I, I do yeah, have I do ahead. have one more controversial one. Uh, Little Drummer Boy. How do you feel about that? Ooh. Disappointed because I wanted there to be some cool story behind it, and there isn't. Oh, bummer. I researched it once, and it was just like, oh, it was just kind of some song in the 
mid 1900s that were that was written for I don't know what I think maybe it was was it a movie or was it something I don't know it was just kind of a song and it I thought like it's it's a cool like narrative I thought it'd be cool if it was actually like a ballad or something but it wasn't yeah. I kind of like it as long as I'm not singing it or certain, yeah. or certain other people are singing it. like I don't really dig the for King Country version sorry okay. unpopular opinion that's just me not big into it yeah. I mean I don't really dig for King Country to begin with so no. oh well, there you go not nice perhaps <laughs> another unpopular opinion although I yes, might agree with you too oh my unpopular. so much hate over here <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know how to feel about it. I know my kids love it, so it's it's all good. But the it strikes me as odd that you would play a drum for a newborn. I mean, it doesn't seem like the greatest idea. But right. the the idea, I do like the idea of I'll give what I've got. Yeah, yeah. but it's got yeah. such a good message. It does yeah. have a good moral. I like yep. that. Yep. I yeah, it is very and the key, kind of a strange story. The key change on Mary nodded is always a real. See, that's Heart what I'm saying. Robber. Even a song like that, like it's, you could hate on it or find things wrong with it, yeah. but then at the end of the day, it still is a got a good message to it, so it's hard to diss yeah, it too bad. You're right. Have you ever thought of how weird a mental picture it is that the ox and lamb are keeping time? <laughs> I don't is it, it. So is it their heads? <laughs> I don't know. Their feet? What's going on? Here? I have no idea. It just sounds Tails. weird. Not sure. Bobtails. <laughs> with bells. I don't know. Oh my. <laughs> that reminds me of the, the other night we were at the. Um, uh, one of the the best Christmas pageant ever. There's a production of that, and there was a song that was very high strung and lots of stomping feet and things going on. And my niece was up there in the front or sitting in front of us, and she was just like flapping her arms the whole time, like I guess and keeping she's time. Like, I don't know. What, she was six months old or something. Yeah, she was very very involved with the production. <laughs> wow. Anyway, I think that's all I have for the the bottom five. Now you know the worst Christmas songs out there. Yeah, which Stay by the time away. this podcast is released, you'll probably have heard all of the bottom. <laughs> you'll probably heard all of the worst Christmas. Yep, you'll probably have a couple more to add just because yep, you're tired. You'll of have them. your own list by now. We're, yeah, I'm certain. So, okay, well, thanks a lot, Brandon. And this has been bottom five. No. That's top worst. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's, it's there's not some, a great song, but it's there's not. some cool. There's some cool renditions of it though. Sure. Yeah, okay. Sure. You grew up on Straight No Chaser too. Okay. You know what I like. Okay. Um, <laughs> are you ready, Landon? Okay. All right. Well, it's time to wrap up episode number nine. Any final uh, summary comments or yeah, last thoughts before we call it quits? First of all, I'd like to give a shout out to. Ooh, Brad and Landon and Kristen for bringing food and snacks and bringing the goods, drinks, drinks. Yeah, all the all the goods. I mean, Kristen brought some eggnog, which some of us enjoyed. I did. Some, some of us did, did. Some of us did not, not it's, enjoy. It's mediocre. It's kind of some. I, I enjoyed it. Like Landon he, said, the last two recordings has been like a full meal. <laughs> Full unhealthy meal. Yeah, who wants and to bring the biscuits? I think, I think and Landon brought the time. best thing because he brought some mini gummy bears, and those were just yeah, those were top. Good. Actually, Brad had pistachios too. Brad so. also brought some Ooh, lovely licorice that was yes. amazing, like a bunch of different, like five different kinds, yeah. like real Wild, overachiever status. Wiley Wallaby, not a sponsor yet. I'm hoping they'll <laughs> step up their game. Yeah, with. no free ads, but <laughs> just this once. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it was really good. It was also good the Joe's tea. Yeah. Landon, did you bring these bad boys, the Joe stuff? That's he did. really good. Mm-hmm. Nice. I don't uh, know. So, just a reminder if you are interested, you should join us for our live recording event 
on Friday evening, January 7th at 7 o'clock at Cedar Crest Church. And um, yeah, we'd love to see you there. And we also have a Christmas gift for our listeners. Brandon, can you tell us what that's going to be? So it's a little unboxing, unwrapping of your Christmas present, dropping Christmas morning sometime after Lana wakes up, or maybe he'll have it set. I don't know. <laughs> but it'll drop sometime Christmas morning, so you can listen to it then, or you can listen to it the next day, and after all your other gifts are already unwrapped, you can still have one left. Yep. A yeah. little bonus. Or little the bonus next day after that, if you want. Yeah, That's there you true. Go. Or even a year later, let's right. be honest. Cause, It'll still be there. Because yeah. the internet... <laughs> Oh, also, we should note, well, you plug Patreon. We are going to have, we figured it out during the break, we are going to have Patreon content mm-hmm. after this, or when this episode drops. Oh, right, yes, thanks for And also, me. we have changed the Patreon subscriptions to where you can actually sign up for a lower amount. I believe a dollar is kind of the main tier, so feel free to go on there and throw us a bone and get some bonus content. And the bonus content that we'll be posting this month is actually something we re- recorded and I think referenced last month. Wait, do we want to say? Uh, oh, we don't say, do we? Well, we could tell them what the subject content is. Don't you don't care. want to? Okay, okay. just go check it out on Patreon. That was very close. I don't care. It's, it's no, your podcast. Let's make fun. him go find out. Yep, go go figure it out. Yep. Patreon.com slash answers may vary. And sign up for the silver tier for $1 a month. So, yeah. I think um, I think that's it. Anything else from the rest of you? Um, it's been fun uh, discussing things with you again. And this has been Answers May Vary. See you next time. See you. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Answers May Vary podcast. Our producer today was Landon Miller. Our host is Kristen Miller. Co-hosts are Brad Nisley, Derek Schmucker, and I'm Brandon Miller. If you liked what you heard, please go leave us a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can find us at patreon.com slash answersmayvary. And while you're online, go ahead and find us on Instagram at answersmayvarypodcast. We would also like to hear any feedback or question ideas that you would have for us. You can send all of that to answersmayvarypodcast at gmail.com.